It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. <laughs> I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Shaw Mead. We are here today to talk about all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. Sean, how are you? I'm good, Connor. It's, uh, the intro feels, oh, it's a different energy this evening. Uh, I will admit, I messed up. You lost track of things. <laughs> I flowed. I think I flowed okay. It was all right. Yeah, you, you you decided to just go with the flow, and what's the worst thing that happened? You end up drifting out to sea and die. But well, until my improv partner calls me out on it, and then of course we're all now I, with a microscope no, on. No. Oh wow, Connor fucked up. I never, I never called you out on anything. I said the intro felt a bit different, Connor. I never <laughs> said that it was entirely your fault. This relationship feels different, right? This relationship. <laughs> this dynamic um, has changed. So, Sean, this is Movie Mondays. Now, last week, of course, we had the DC fandom event, which meant we got a lot of DC trailers coming out. Um, and there was a little trailer about the Batman that I very much enjoyed. And I was thinking they might die down on trailers for the next week or two. Because, of course, we have Dune coming out. Our review of that will be coming out next week. Um, and Sorry. I'm excited to see that. I believe it's pronounced Dwan. I think it's pro- <laughs> it's pronounced Dwayne. Um, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson is what the movie is pronounced. Um, but, yeah, we will get to that next week. But this week, Sean, there are trailers. There are other More trailers, trailers Connor. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Hmm. Not related mm-hmm. to superhero movies. Impossible. There's no other kind of movie. No other worthy that, kind of I movie, thinking. I would say. I would, to be honest, I was caught off guard. I was like, this is a bit weird. What, what are these movies? But apparently, there has been... And I'm saying apparently, I know. We're going to review it. Is oh, we've there both has done been research. Like, it's, it's all a the bits. A Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer, Sean. Oh! Um, now, this is an international trailer that came out this week. So, this is about the newest Ghostbusters film. Um, starring everyone's a- favourite ageless man, Paul Rudd. 
um, along with Finn Wolfhard, and they are going to be starred in this And film. others. <laughs> and others. <laughs> I have the list. Uh, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, and Paul Rudd. I think Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and Sigourney Weaver also all in the film. Okay. But I think it's cameos. Um, Fair, probably not main characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Bill Murray's carrying the film on his back. Like, I, I'm not quite sure. But if you have Paul Rudd shot, they have Paul Rudd just throwing him the need. ball. That is all you need. Um, so is this? Is, are we are we getting into talking about this trailer now? Because yeah, I, I think we should we can start with this one because we do have a second trailer this week. But we'll we'll get to that later on in the week. Of course, we will. later on we'll do that Thursday or some shit. Yeah, we'll do it what? Wednesday, Thursday, on Wednesday movie Monday. <laughs> Oh, that, that that's chaotic. That's a chaotic concept. <laughs> I will say, just prefacing this, I have no attachment to Ghostbusters whatsoever as a franchise. It's, Your favourite Ghostbusters movie is the 2016 one. That's, yeah, yeah, because of Chris Hemsworth, yeah. of course. Uh, <laughs> that dancing scene. <laughs> <laughs> but, look, because so this trailer looks about the same as any Ghostbusters experience for me, which... I suppose is a good thing because it means it, it matches the tone of the originals. I suppose. Yeah, I I think we kind of fall on the in the area of like the, all these remakes and reboots. They're happening nonstop. But the thing is that that doesn't mean that the first two don't exist, and especially actually just the first one. If we're if we're being honest we're with being ourselves, um, if we're just being honest, it's probably just one, two is a bit weird. But um, it doesn't really mean that they don't exist, that this comes out and it's good or bad. I'm assuming it will be fine. That's um, the thing. And I was thinking as well that this movie, from the trailer, it doesn't look as dumb as the rest of the Ghostbusters media. If you, cause I mean, it does have Slimer's distant cousin, the Muncher appearing in the trailer if if you're interested in that is the muncher canon in ghostbusters or is this a new thing <laughs> i think it's canon my god I, I can't remember muncher appearing in the 90s cartoon but i'm assuming he was there okay yeah and look that's that's fine but like i feel like there was a certain level of like ghostbusters the first one is just a weird fucking concept because they're just like exterminators who turn to ghost hunting like but they don't really like it. They're like, this is dumb. It's just like a nine to five kind of deal for them. Uh, but this one is like, it, it seems really grounded. Whereas the first one was balls to the wall. Just like, oh, here's a fucking sedan that we've retrofitted into a Batmobile. And yeah. And like, what I did like about this trailer is that it kind of gave us a lot more context. than I think we had gotten some context before and how they were going to structure this film because... I mean, it kind of came out and I was like, is it going to be a sequel? Is it going to be a prequel? Is it gonna, Not a prequel, but is it going to be related to the same universe? Is it its own thing? Yeah. And I th- what we get from this is really that the Ghostbusters have, ha- have happened in the 80s. And these kids coming in just come across their grandfather's um, equipment. And yeah. so they're like, oh, what's this? And they bring it to their science teacher, who is played by Paul Rudd. And he's like... I just realised this town is built off uh, over a hell dimension, like in Buffy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and then they just release hell onto the town, it seems. And uh, there's a scene where they're in the car. Do you know how they come across the car? Is that uh, do, the- doesn't it come out of a... It, there was another trailer. I think the first trailer for this, 
they like open a barn and it's like under a tarp and all that kind of shit. Oh, so maybe okay. that's one of like the old guard kind of live in this town now as like a recluse and just like that's and where they find the car. Yeah, and the town is now suddenly just riddled with ghosts and it's up to our heroes who are all they're all children. Shot. Yes. They're all children. So I mean go what, on. Is there not like a motley crew of adults willing to bust these ghosts? Like why is it I and look, nothing against any of the young adult actors in this. <laughs> But like, are you being ageist? Uh, maybe on. I am. Maybe I'm being reverse ageist. But like, why are they letting the kids do this? Maybe the kids are the. Maybe they're the only ones who can. But it's a hell dimension. Like, sure, the yeah. others can see the ghosts. Well, they have to learn somehow, Sean. But like, this they is have a, to grow up. But this job. This is a universe because Paul Rudd remembers the events of Ghostbusters one. So they and were, two, I assume. And presumably two, and 2016. But <laughs> No, not 2016. <laughs> but, like, so that was, like, reported on in the news and everything like that. And so surely everyone in the world is just like, oh, yeah, ghosts are real. So when they crop up in the town and these kids rock up with all the equipment needed to stop the ghosts, would they not be like, okay, here's four fucking police officers and they all get to go hunt ghosts now. But what you're saying is there's going to be a scene in this film where someone's like, you idiot kids, yeah. there's no such thing as ghosts. And they're like, there is. And there's like one right behind them, like doing a dance. They're like, look behind you. There's, um, and there's like a, ma- maybe there's like a massive cover up going on. And Paul Rudd is part of like, yeah, Paul Rudd is like on internet message boards and has red string walls and everything like that. And so that's why he believes them. But all the other adults are are, are sheeple, for want of a better word, Connor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is that is right up there, Ali. I think, uh, yeah, it is a weird dichotomy of like, if the previous versions happened, then everyone knows ghosts are real, unless because there was a giant like marshmallow man attacking a city that yeah. was a ghost. So it's hard to cover that up. But at the same time, you also have to have the plot point or the conflict of the town doesn't believe that there's ghosts and these kids are the only one that can stop can stop them and save the world. Unless it's a... Maybe it's a weird town and they're like... What if it's a cult town? What if there's a big cult in the town that's like, no, no ghosts in this town? Oh, like they're in on it. They're all They're ghosts. Oh, they sacrifice people to the ghosts. <gasps> oh, it's hot fuzz, but for ghosts. It's hot fuzz, but for ghosts. Oh, shit. <laughs> My God. I mean, I mean, why have they not written that, Hollywood? I mean, there's a town full of ghosts, but they're acting human. And then every time you eat, like, you go into a, like a, like a pub that like has pub grub, right? So yeah. they feed you. You eat this whole meal. And then, the, and then you go for a walk, maybe outside the town, and the further you get away from the town, you realise the food wasn't real, Sean. It was all so, ghosts. Even the have, sausages were ghosts. Have you seen The World's End by Edgar Wright, by any chance? I have not. Why? What happens in that? It's a town that's taken over. Well, I won't, I won't, I won't tell oh. you. I won't tell you, God. 
I think you should watch it. It's very good. It's the the, the third part of the Cornetto trilogy. It's after Hot Fuzz. Oh, of course, of course. No, I had seen it. I was just I was pretending. Oh, so I'm not spoiling it on you, Grant. So, no spoilers um, for the world. You're spoiling it for aliens. everyone else. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, I don't, well, I'm glad. Fuck them, Connor. You're my friend. The audience. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> you said no, to me shit. No, I'm not negging the audience. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Didn't you say shit on my shoe in relation to them last week? No, I said whoop a dee do when thinking about the audience. <laughs> Fist pump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to get out the wazoo going, but it's... it's it's, it was catching on a little bit. It's catching on a little um, bit. There's a fucking contingent of people who are out to wazoo is, 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 is few, making waves. A few waves. listeners caught on to what I was putting down. They were picking it up, Sean. And it's, they were. Th- there's love out to wazoo for, for out to wazoo. Oh, it's happening. Um, you're going to say this in like your actual life now and people are going to think you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> out the wa- what the fuck is it? This is the strangest funeral speech I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had fun out the wazoo. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> what does Jeez. it mean? Nobody knows. <laughs> so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and it involves a movie that shouldn't work. But I mean, the more things we found out about it, the more we realised it might work. And this is the movie Barbie, Sean. Um, yeah, I remember having the, a, this discussion. So this is uh, the Barbie film that they are planning on doing. And of course, we found out that Margot Robbie will be starring in the movie. Um, she will be playing Ken. And no, Very I'm only... Good. It's a little gag. It was a little switcheroo See, what he there. did there, audience, he laid down a rug, <laughs> made all of you stand on it, and then quickly pulled it from under you. <laughs> Out the wazoo, so I did. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, um, we have Margot Robbie in his Barbie. Um, we also have Greta Gerwig directing the film, who, if I was to know, she's an Oscar-winning director for Little Women. Um, she's quite good. Is quite what I good, say. I would say. Um, I, I think quite good is actually probably a lot of an understatement. She's very, very good. Extremely so, good. Mm, uh, Oscar winner. So we've got Greta Gerwig. We've got Margot Robbie. You need to complete the set. We need a Ken shot. Ken, James so, Marsden, of course. They look the. <laughs> you know what, James Marsden actually, actually like, ten years ago. He walks into this fucking role. Like, it's the easiest else. role in Hollywood for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but they have found their Ken. And, I mean, this cast is getting more and more stellar because Ryan Gosling has Jesus signed Christ. on to be Ken. So we've got Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, Greta Gerwig leading this project. I don't... This is not going to be... Is This isn't like a kid's Barbie movie, isn't it? Not? Like, this is going to be... I'm just going to... I'm just going to ask this one question, right? So everyone knows that, like, it's a Barbie movie. Yeah. So everyone's kind of like, probably won't do that great. Fair enough. But a what if, Sean? A what if? Not to be Marvel. It's good. <laughs> I I think it might be good. Like, <laughs> no, there are a couple of ways they can lean with this. Because they could do, like, the marriage story kind of route. And it's Barbie and Ken falling out, but having to keep up appearances Actually, to sell toys. Greta Gerwig co-wrote that script that's what I'm with thinking. her husband, so, Noah Bambuck. So that's one way they could go. The other way, Connor, oh. is Todd Phillips's Joker, right? <laughs> now. <laughs> right. Because 
And this is how I pitch most of my movies to you. Imagine yeah, the trailer. I know. Imagine okay. it. Okay. Imagine it. I'm, I'm there. I'm everyone close their eyes. Okay, you pitch. You this is a Hollywood meeting. Yeah. So Margot Robbie as Barbie, the titular Barbie, d- goes yeah. about her day getting ready, put, putting on a happy face, if you will, and then <laughs> living in a society. <laughs> living in a society, amongst other things, all the while, a slow down, sad version of Aqua's Barbie Girl is playing. <laughs> That's the only thing you can play in this trailer. Isn't it's, it? There's no other song, surely. Yeah, uh, and then as it gets to the life in plastic, it's fantastic line of the song. The smile like drops, drops. in the mirror. Yeah, and she's just like she's so bored with her her life. Ken is just a fucking dickhead. Uh, <laughs> like. Because everything's, it's like, it's like, oh, so the start of Lego movie where he's like, uh, Emmett is like, oh, it's class. Every day is great and the same. Barbie has that, but she's fucking sick of it. Right. And so, so she just, she's not happy. And then you also have the fact that like Ryan Gosling's there. Is he a dickhead? I think he's a dickhead in this. I think he mm. needs to play it. But he's like, he's just, he's still in the machine, basically. He's still just being Ken. He's being, like, happy starting a, a fucking doctor service or a mobile vet van or whatever, he, whatever it is. the job a lot. The third option is that Barbie oh, sales go. are declining uh, because of TikTok. <laughs> and so... <laughs> <laughs> this might be the most logical reason. Go on. And so they're just going to make a Barbie movie and now they can sell dolls of Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, basically. <laughs> And look, you got a Graham Norton couch lined up there. Very good. Um, very, very it's, good. It's a very good Graham Norton couch. L- limited edition uh, DVD, including the dolls. Oh, oh, I mean... Perfect. Are you working on the merch for this film? Because... I, fucking I should be. <laughs> I think if this movie is good, this might be the most out-of-left-field good film that we've had in, like, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> because everything else, if there's even, a, like, a whiff of, okay, it might be half-decent, that's fair enough. But we heard about this movie in, like, I don't know, 2016, 2017, and we were like, that's a terrible idea. To do a live action Barbie movie, what are they going to do with it? Yeah, now, that might be just on us, Sean. Because then Margot Robbie gets added, and you're like, "Well, I mean, actually, that's perfect casting, but it's still, still going to be a bad movie, isn't it?" <laughs> but then Greta Gerwig gets cast, and you're like, "Right, okay. okay well, she's direct. Why would she direct it though? She, she's she's quite good. good at directing. She knows her she's stuff. She's really good, and, and Margot Robbie is really good as well. And then Ryan Gosling comes in, and you're kind of like, "Holy shit, this might actually be decent." Or they might do something like weird, like, as you said, just something off the wall that nobody's expecting, that this becomes like the hit of the year. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've seen a fucking Barbie movie. It's unreal. I genuinely think it could, like, and then, like, is this an example of, like, what's the last toy that's been turned into a movie, I suppose? World of Warcraft had a, but that was a game. That was a game, slash, Battleship? Uh, uh, Oh, Battleship, yes. Again, <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that did have Rihanna in it. That was at that time in cinema. <laughs> what, what was like that? 2011? I'm trying to yeah. think of what was the last. I think we're missing some like really obvious. Lego, like, probably. Last... Oh, that, well, of course, yeah. The Lego movies, yeah. But Bionicle. See, they're hard. 
No, I mean, the the Lego movies are hard to compare, Sean, because they're, they're my fave. They're all real <laughs> good, especially fave. the Batman one. Uh, the Batman one is good. I think the Lego movie's better than the Batman Lego movie. But I think the Batman Lego movie is aimed specifically towards me. So I, I like that. Does it go Lego movie, Batman Lego movie, and then Lego movie 2? Yeah, I think Lego movie 2, not that. so much. Um, but I think for if a movie, like for my enjoyment, I would say Lego Batman movie is higher. But I just think as a movie, Lego movie is better. That's fair. That's a t- totally fair statement, Connor. Yeah. You're okay to say that here. I don't like fair statements. They're all shit. If I don't like them, nobody can like them. What do you oh, think? Oh, wow. Uh, I, I think the Barbie movie shows promise. Uh, it's like it's on the same level of that D&D movie that's being made. Like That shouldn't work, but the cast is unreal. Yeah, the cast is amazing. It just literally keeps getting better and better. Maybe they're just like gonna keep trying some batshit ideas that will never work and just keep casting all these really talented people like the opposite face of this then is that when you have a really like good A-list cast but it's the Mario movie like oh no that's not I'll tell you right now that movie's not gonna be good (laughs) (laughs) and we don't want it to be good which is worse no I don't want it to be good look I like Charlie Day that's fine. He can be Luigi. He can succeed. And look, but Chris everyone Pratt, else. He's great as Star Lord, and he yeah. and he likes dinosaurs. Fair enough. Go off with yourself. But he doesn't um, need to be Mario. Fuck's sake, lads. Jesus <laughs> also, Christ. Ryan Gosling apparently was the studio's first and only choice to play Ken. That um, says something. It, like he tur- he actually turned it down originally, and the studio dragged its feet during pre-production and just remained insistent that Gosling was the only one for the role. So they didn't like, try anyone else out. And they just make sure they just they just wanted an opening in his schedule, and when they found an opening, then they they offered to him again. See, that says that like no, there's a very specific character that Ken is, and that's Ryan Gosling in this. I mean, Ryan Gosling's pretty great, and I could see him as Ken. To be fair, can't see him as Ken. Yeah, yeah, but he's like he's mm. a, he's like a household name leading man type thing. So it kind of makes you got sense. Household you got, like, two household names and a household name director leading this weird project. <laughs> it's going to be very, very strange. But I'm looking That's forward my, to it. My prediction for movie of the year, 2023, or whatever it's going to come out. Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is only a very small piece of news that I've thrown in specifically because it caught my eye for how weird the timing was on me seeing this news article. And that is, Sons of Anarchy star, Ryan Hurst, really wants to play one character in the MCU. The Sentry. Now, Sean... What? You had the same reaction that I did, right? I do this show every single week. I put together these news stories every single week. There's never anything like this that catches my eye. This is amazing. I'm I'm doing a bit of research for this week's show. And I come across this this article and I was like, of all the weeks, because we covered the century in Hero or Zero, was it like last week? Was I think week it, was, before? it was two or three weeks ago, but recent yeah. enough. But a character I had never heard about before, many people hadn't heard about before, we covered it Hero or Zero. And then like, it's come into my consciousness. So now I've seen this article, I'm like, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's a really 
That's a solid cast for a solid character as well. <laughs> if anyone hasn't listened to Hero Zero, Sean, I don't want you to go through the whole thing again because the Sentry, it's a very interesting character we covered. It's probably yeah. one of Ma- Marvel's weirdest, most unique. I don't know weird, but unique. Unique is the um, word, I think. Um, but in terms of the Sentry, like, very quickly, give me a brief overview over right. how this character even exists. So the sentry was... He was designed as being a forgotten superhero. The idea being that he had been active in the 60s and 70s and interacted with all of the major players in Marvel Comics at the time, but for some reason, everyone forgot him. Um, and they were doing this story in like the year 2000, um, yeah. and they just basically convinced everyone that this was a character that somebody had found the design for with Stan Lee's autograph, like, sign on it yeah, um, in from, the attic. Yeah, like, in the real world, they were saying, like, oh, no, legitimately, this character was lost. Like, he was a Stan Lee design that could have been before Fantastic Four. Like, it's yeah. history of Marvel Comics. And, and now they're kind of like, oh, now we're going to bring it to you now. Like, it's 40 years in the make, and he was sitting in somebody's attic. This amazing yeah. character that Stanley signed off on, and everyone just forgot. And so then they rode into the story that everyone in Marvel had just forgotten him, but he had been around since the 60s. Yeah, and like, there's comic panels of him in the 60s style in that run of the. If anyone hasn't read, uh, just it's called The Century, it's like a five issue comic run it's absolutely unreal um and just but then I, what happened sean then everyone remembered him and uh oh no but then what what actually happened what did they find him in an attic oh no they had made the whole thing up as a way to sell comic books <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous the they thing. faked a man's death they faked a, a fictional man's death to sell comic books. <laughs> they said that this comic book writer from the 60s died and they found the idea in his attic. Comic book writer never existed. It was no. made up a dude. And they're just like, oh yeah, Stan Lee signed off on this character in 1964. Stan Lee gave interviews never... where he was like, oh man, that's really, I don't remember it, but like, it's really interesting yeah. if, I, if I worked on that. I'd love to see the drawings. Yeah, and so they had just made the whole thing up as a PR stunt, and it got massive fanfare, because everyone's kind of like, who's this character? What's, what's the story behind him? And this might tie into a later story that we're talking about. I'll get to it at the time, but I like the idea that just the century is just being floated in, like, MCU conversation. And so they, he was asked um, on Instagram, who, do you, who would you like to play in terms of... Um, in terms of the superhero movie, because every actor now is like, yeah. who would you play if you were a superhero in a movie? And they're kind of like not trying to say anything because they're like, I might get cast and make a million dollars. So <laughs> he said, um, oh, all right, I'm asked very often, who would I like to play? Or if I would like to play a character from a comic book. Um, and I would. Who? I didn't know for a while, as I was a fan of so many. But yeah, I picked the Sentry because the guy has a troubled past superpowers that are equal or greater to to Superman and Thor combined. Yep. And he likes dogs. 
Um, I'm putting this out there. I'd like to play the Sentry. Do your thing, Insta, is what he said. Which is so weird that this character came up like a week after we did it. <laughs> I'd never heard anything about this character before. But that's a genius, is that no one's heard of the Sentry. So it makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's a fallacy that eats itself. Yeah. Nobody's ever heard of him. And that's, but that's by design. It's Nobody's by design. ever heard of him. Like a, On purpose. Like, his whole thing, like, he's never... He's never going to be like main Marvel roster for a very long time because and without giving away too much of the report like part of his deal is that for the world to be safe people need to forget him eventually. Yeah, but the idea is that he's also the most powerful character in Marvel. He has the power of 10 million exploding suns. Yeah, it's pretty it's I mean, in terms of levels, obviously, eleven million exploding suns would obviously be stronger. But it's it's tough to find them. Eleven million is a tough number to get to. It is. It's it's mad how he explodes all those suns just so we can stop, <laughs> stop crime, stop street I level crime. <laughs> I think I love the idea that they like wrote one million in like the draft, and they're like. Pfft. That's not fucking strong enough. It's like, not we, enough, lads. We need another nine. Like, someone's going to look at that going, yeah, I could take him. Yeah. <laughs> the power of that one million exploding suns. But I, I like Ryan Hurst for that as well. Um, because he has the kind of... And this is not, again, he has that, like... Like he's done stuff in the past and has now moved on. He can do that look really, really well. Uh, a, a, a hollowed look. <laughs> hollow yeah tired i would say <laughs> that tired look um yeah i think that's like such a cool idea for casting this is only a it's not even really a story it's literally just i see the headline i was like sean would like to know this, <laughs> like, this is sentry news this never happens <laughs> <laughs> i never get sentry news um if you want to know more just go back and listen to the hero zero um i'm really proud of that episode i hope people listen it, to it, it. oh that's good you shouldn't be uh, okay we're moving Aww. <laughs> yes, and um, <laughs> improv is tough when you're sad. <laughs> yes, sad. <laughs> um, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and it is about uh, Dwayne Two. Now, um, otherwise pronounced, I think June Dune. Dwayne, ah, of Dwayne, course. Dune. You forgot the previous joke. He gave me a look that was so confused. I thought it was, was like, Black Adam for a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That movie's just been renamed Dwayne. Dwayne. It's just Dwayne. Dwayne. Um, uh, all caps. So Dune 2 has a... F- what we knew going into this was that um, Dune... Am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't want to embarrass myself. <coughs> Dune. Dune. It's an um, effort for us with our accents, man. <laughs> it's tough. It is. Our accents just don't bend that way. Um, but they were doing the first one, of course, that's coming out this week. And what was said was that it was a part one of a two-part thing. Mm. It's like the first half of the first book. And so once that got out, everyone's kind of like, well, they're going to do a sequel, aren't they? And then Warner Media was like, we're not actually quite sure whether we're doing a sequel or not. We need to know if it makes enough money to do a sequel. And has it made enough money? (laughs) Well, Dune 2 may have been confirmed by the Warner Warner Media CEO, Sean. Oh, thank God. So he was asked... Like, are you doing a number two? Did the first one actually hit the heights? Um, it was an interview with Deadline. And 
he said, will we have a sequel to Dune? If you watch the movie and see how, you see how it ends, I think you pretty much know the answer to that. So... That's, a, that's fairly that's well confirmed. Um, fairly cut and dry that we will be getting part two of a movie that probably should have had a part two anyway, but I don't think they can call it part one because it makes people less likely to go see the first can one. I, can I, I... I'm hot off the tracks of i've just seen june you've seen it i've seen seen it today i saw it today i saw it a couple of hours before we recorded this can i say one thing about the title card of dune go on the intro credits roll warner brothers logo all of that and it comes up dune part one does not it does it does in in the theatrical (laughs) cut just says part one so I don't know was that us. was that the fucking VFX team being like let's just fucking make people ask for part two forever? Yeah, look here's the thing: if we put part one of this, we'll have to come back for more work next summer. Yeah, and like we'll talk about the actual movie next week when we fucking have both seen it. But I like I really want the, I really even without ever seeing the movie, I really wanted to do well because I really like those books, and I was hesitant about those books for the longest fucking time. Because they're a slog at the start. But One of our patrons, Ed, kept being like, Sean, you'd like these. Yeah. To be fair. And I did, Ed. I liked them very much. <laughs> Shout out to Ed. Shout out to Ed. And so I'm re- I, I just want that to do well. And it's like... It's... it's set, it, it, it gives a precedent for like, oh no, movies can have a real big scope and real in-depth world building. Just give it a chance. Yeah, and... I think this news alone, I mean, I didn't realise about the part one, that kind of gives the game away, but I I do think that this movie, if you're going to do this, the first half of the first book, I think you need to give it a part two, especially with that cast, the amount of budget that has gone into this, um, they're just terrified that it's not going to make enough money back, that they're like, it might be a bomb, but I don't think it will be. No, I think think the marketing for it was really good, because... There's a couple of trailers that are like, you know, here here's stuff ripped directly from the books that all the fans will love. But then there's other cuts that's like Jason Momoa fighting a bunch of dudes and ships and space battles and so like you're kind of you got Timothy, you got Timothy, Timothy and Zendaya, Timothy Zendaya, uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, David Dasmalkian. We love a Dasmalkian joint in this house and, and and Jason Momoa. I mean that's a pretty strong. Like, Dave Batista, Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, I forgot Dave. Rebecca Ferguson's in it as well. Isn't she? Fucking the list goes on. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> Fucking it's like Josh Brolin. <laughs> oh, I forgot Josh. Like, forgot you Josh. just put these people in it and people are like, oh, they're good. I've seen them in things. I'm yeah. going to see this thing, even if you haven't read the books. That's the thing. And like, the, when I saw it in the cinema, there was a bunch of people there and they were all of varying like ages like there were families went to see that movie so I think it is like and maybe that's the fact that it's a bank holiday uh, it's been a bank holiday weekend here in Ireland but like, I think it has it has legs I'm interested to see because it opened in Ireland last Friday I think has uh, it been out that long? yeah um, 22nd I think it was um, okay but I'm, I'd be interested to see like box office numbers and how it's performing against older films it's up against james bond as well which i know we're not big fans of but did well though it did well it did very very well as an opening 
Um, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see how it gets on. But I think we have confirmed part two is in the works, and I think yeah. Um, yeah, it that's is. a pretty great take. So let's fucking go. Let's let's just keep building this world. Let's make it as mad as possible. Let's do another Star Wars. <laughs> How many studios no. over the no, years? No, no, no. Like, let's do a Star Wars. Let's make the next Star Wars. <laughs> Guys, why didn't we just make the next Star Wars? Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean. And it involves Mr. Charlie Cox. Um, Charlton now, Cox. Now, I will say that I'm actually... This caught my eye more. I've, I'm doing a rewatch of Daredevil. Oh! Um, I'm, I'm after just finishing season one. Excellent. Excellent season. Perfect um, season of TV. I'm on I'm on episode two of season two. It hasn't got off the rails yet. It's rough. It's That's not rough. until like episode four um it kind of goes into Electra coming back from the dead style. <laughs> Remind me, is is the Irish mob still in it at that point? Uh, they have been butchered by the Punisher episode one and now they're coming back hot they're coming back hot like they're they're, they're not happy about being butchered. Can't imagine they would be. No, um, but Charlie Cox uh, has come out this week. Now, of course, there's a lot of talk about him in regards to Spider-Man, but there's also a lot of talk, just in general, Daredevil is coming back um, in yes. some form in the MCU. And yeah. he has said, and I think he's kind of sick of this question by now, he doesn't really care, but he also, and I think this is probably the most level-headed way he could do say it, he's like, I think people should be careful for what they wish for about the daredevil return and by that he means is that it might not be the same character that comes back because it's the of course marvel now are bringing him in to do whatever they want yeah and they might not like charlie cox in the role they might want someone else first of all they might want to write him a different way they might want him there could a whole be a whole host of things it'd be very strange for them to just get gonna plant you Take you from here and just plant you there, just ride with you the same way. That's the thing. Like the or like they might do a new art, like a new season one of Daredevil. They might have all that growth, like everything that happened in the series might be wiped, and it could just be a different version with the same actor, basically. Because um, there and was, he, I think he's sca- he's worried. Sorry to cut you off, but he's worried that him coming back in a different role might kind of not tarnish, but makes it less good. Season 1 and 3 less good, which are very excellent seasons. Yeah, but I think he, want, he wants to make sure that fans are like, you, no, you can't expect the same thing in, like, you know, a PG-13 movie as you get in the Netflix series. Like, There's no you, hallway scenes. There's probably going to be no hallway scenes, but there shouldn't be, because that was fucking class. Uh, <laughs> just do it once. <laughs> just do it once and have it done. Um, what I was going to say, there's there's been rumours that like there's a, apparently in the Hawkeye series, Kingpin might feature along with a character called Echo, who's another assassin, basically. And Echo might be getting their own spin-off series and Daredevil might show up in that. Right. So so do you think that they'll ever give him the, the ball again and be like, we're doing another Daredevil series. We want you to get ripped, Charlie. Come back in. I don't know, honestly. Um, I could see him as just being a character that exists, kind of like the Hulk is, kind of like War Machine is up until Armor Wars comes out. A character that pops up in other stories and just fleshes out the world a little bit. And, but, okay, I have, 
not a counterpoint, but does that kind of diminish the character by 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 just making him like a second round because that character is loved by lots of people as like the main character. He's the lead. Yeah, um, that's true. And uh, and he's the main guy. So then you take the chance of, well, we're going to give him to you, but we're going to give him to you as like, he's kind of the guy that moves the plot along in Act 1 and then our real hero comes in and he's going to do the, the finishing things. Maybe, I don't even think it would be that. It's just, I don't think they would give him like another series right off the bat. Yeah. I can see him popping up like if, in maybe that Echo show, I can see him popping up in She-Hulk. Uh, that would make a lot of sense, just as Matt Murdock, even. Um, He's a liar as well. Yeah, exactly. So, like, and just have that. And then, the, the I think the most like, reasonable way to introduce him would be after No Way Home. Because we haven't gotten a Spider-Man movie that's properly set in New York yet. So... It would be cool because I think the Spider-Man in the MCU really works when he bounces off of people. That's why he gets the Tony Stark. I mean, Stark he could and the still Doctor be Strange. appearing in in No Way Home. Let's I mean, not add more not. characters to that roster. <laughs> like, I mean, he specifically said, "I'm not in that movie." But so but did Garfield, and Garfield's yeah. definitely in it. He's definitely in it. So how are we to know? We've been burned before, Sean. Me- meanwhile, um, Tobey Maguire just told some people in a park. That he was in it. Yeah. And I just winked. assume he walks around parks. <laughs> trying to swing webs. Trying to make a big web to watch a meteor shower. And then have a venom symbiote land five feet away from him. Oh, it annoys what, me. What are the chances? I don't know if we've... <laughs> we've gone through this, I think. <laughs> what are the chances that that venom symbiote lands five feet away from the only superpowered person on Earth? Um, pretty bad odds. Pretty bad um, odds. So I yeah, take Charlie Cox. Um, yeah, he could be... Also... Just give another shout out to Charlie Cox, who's suddenly become a very big fan um, in Ireland. Because if anyone, any of our international oh, listeners yeah. um, don't know, they probably don't. But uh, he is in an Irish drama currently uh, called Kin. That's about like a drug family in, in Dublin that are like running drugs. And then there's like a big gang war and all this shit. But what's most important is you're thinking, OK, well, Charlie Cox is in a he must be the English or the American person yeah. coming in. No, 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 no. He plays an Irish person and he does a perfect Irish accent, like to the point of which that I was watching with my girlfriend and she didn't know that he wasn't Irish <laughs> for like five episodes. It's absolutely wild. Like, and I, I'd say he does a better Irish accent than we do. Yeah, it's, it's fucking mad. Like I was watching it and he could, if he walked down the street and did that accent, nobody would think he was from anywhere else. No. Because like, it's so hard to do. Because there's so many shit versions in all movies. We're not used to it. To do a subtle restrained version of, like, a Dublin accent. My God. Fair play to you. I mean, I think you've... Have you seen the trailer? You haven't seen the yeah, full thing. I haven't like, seen I, the full series, but I've seen the trailer. And it's like... I, I've, I I've could done not, a double take. Like, anyone just... Look, go on YouTube and just search Kin Trailer. or Because it was so bad that I actually had to look up YouTube and show my family his American accent and Daredevil. And I was sitting there cocky going, he's American, lads. This is even worse. And then, then you flick I on Stardust. Up, <laughs> and, then I, and then I flick on, the fucker's English. Yeah. <laughs> he's an English he's bouncing around the place. He's a chameleon. That, oh he's a really God. good actor. He's a really underrated good actor. <laughs> he's so good. 
Um, that's just our bit on Charlie Cox. Check out his Irish accent. It's so good. Every actor who tries to do one just... Pales in comparison. Yeah. Um, We're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and it involves another trailer. Um, It's for a movie called Uncharted. Ah. Um, It's apparently a very big... McFarlane's Ted sequel. (laughs) Uncharted. (laughs) Um, Good. That was a, a joke, everyone. Um, now, Uncharted, of course, massive video game franchise. Um, and for many years, everyone was kind of like, Nathan Fillion is the guy. He's because the one. He, he basically is the spitting image of Nathan Drake. So it's like, I'm pretty sure he also plays Nathan Drake in like an online short. Um, before, I think I think that, was, that got like rave reviews on YouTube as well. It's like a 10 minute short video that he okay. made. Um but they're now doing an Uncharted film, and they have Tom Holland playing yeah. Nathan Drake, and you have Mark Wahlberg playing Sully. Um, and so they will be starring in the movie. We got our first trailer for this. There's been a lot of pushback, um, just in terms of delays and stuff, in regards to the film. Sean, this is your first view of the Uncharted movie. What are your thoughts? Video game movies, always good. This movie looks like shit. Uh, oh, I, what? I really think this Go movie on. looks awful. It looks like a boring, really? generic action movie. Uh, that's just it. Like, I'm shocked. I don't. Shocked I don't right get now. like Treasure Hunter amazing vibes from this. I get more like. <laughs> can I just say? Yeah. Can I just say? The first thing I thought of was National Treasure. It, and mm. can I just? I think. I think now I don't want to go out there. But you have an irrational love for National Treasure 1 and 2. Yeah. And I feel like you're like a scorned ex-lover who's been given this new thing and is like, it's not as good as National Treasure. So I, 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 like, I like mysteries and riddles with my treasure hunting movies, thank How you. How do you know there's no riddles? There could be riddles. No, they would show a riddle. The Da Vinci Code had a trailer <laughs> and that showed riddles. But... Like, <laughs> That's so stupid. You're so stupid. Why would would the idea be like, they're making the trailer, lads, we may throw in a riddle. I'm sorry, let's just throw in the same plane scene four times. Yeah, look, I did have a main, my main point of this trailer was, it looks like an okay action movie. It looks like an Amazon Prime original movie. Oh, that's harsh. That is no, harsh. You, I'm right. You've come down harsh on this. Because I really of dislike this. I really dislike this trailer. I and here's another thing: you're not going to like Connor. I don't think oh, Tom Holland go. is right for the role. I kind of agree, to be honest. I I um, think you need a, someone ten years older for that. I yeah. I look. I kind of agree. Um, I think they came up with the idea, though, that you get a younger Nathan Drake and you get three movies out of it, rather Probably. than casting someone who's 35 and then getting one. I can understand that, but I do also understand the fact of we are massive fans of Tommy the Netherlands here. Um, he's one <laughs> of our fans. faves, right? Big fans. But I, I think I can understand where if you've played the video games, you see Tom Holland... Very handsome, looks great in the shirt. He's looking well when he's fallen out of planes. Look but great. maybe, yeah, maybe you needed someone maybe a little older, a, a bit, a little more grizzled. Um, Just like even again, it's, it, five years. It's also an origin. <laughs> it is also an origin, but like, I don't know. 
it just feels re- everything about it feels forced. Like it feels like they ca- like because when they came up with the idea for this, Tom Holland was like twenty one and off the tales of Spider Man Homecoming, and he was the hottest yes. thing in Hollywood. And so I feel they just picked him, and were like, "Oh, he'll sell tickets." It wasn't. Oh, you know who'd be really good for this role? Uh, well, Nathan Fillion in twenty two thousand and ten. So yeah, it would have been ideal, yes. wouldn't it? Wouldn't it really? Just uh, I think if you actually look up Nathan Fillion, the first thing you see is also Nathan Drake. Like they just really? like every go. I don't know. I swear, like a Google image, you can definitely get Nathan Drake or Nathan Fillion. There's Somewhere li- I don't know what what number he appears. Yeah, well, actually, the one of the top results is uh, comparing Nathan Fillion in like. Combat gear and blood on his face to Tom Holland in combat gear with yeah, blood on his face. Because everyone just assumed that was going to be the cast. But uh, I mean, fair place to Nate and Fillion. I think he came out and was like getting a bit old. <laughs> They'd probably want to make the movie now because I, I don't really want to do action movies when I'm like 50. So That's fair. Um, That's totally fair, Nathan. Have you seen Firefly? Uh, I have. I've seen. I've se- I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen bits of it. It's, he's really good in Firefly, it turns out. Yep. Yeah, I, I love charming dude. He's a very charming man. Have you seen Aaron Ca- Fall Off Boy? Aaron Fall Off Boy. Have you seen Castle? Uh, no, I haven't. Castle's fucking a ridiculous show because he's a writer, uh, but he solves mysteries on the side. But isn't that is that is that Josh Whedon? Josh Whedon as well. I don't know. Um, that was on that run where he was taking actors from Buffy and Angel and just throwing them into different dramas. I can't yeah, really remember. He was just taking anything um, that was going. <laughs> um, yeah, in regards to this trailer, the main thing that stood out to me was also that I'm going to come down hard on this. I don't like Mark Wahlberg. No, um, I've no, I'm I'm not a fad. Um, mostly because of things he's done in this past. <laughs> a lot of things also, he's done in this past. Yeah, I, I, that's not great. But also, um, just I watched that video with him doing his daily life, and he's like, I wake up at three and I work out, and then I I, I sleep for ten minutes, and then I work out for another five hours. I'm like, Jesus, man, you're <laughs> just, just chill out. Like, you're, a right. lot, you're a lot all the time. <laughs> um, I do you know I Mark Wahlberg would have stopped nine eleven if he was on that plane? Oh come on, would you stop? All right. <laughs> <laughs> do you know people accuse him of blinding an old Vietnamese man by punching him yeah I his, do know that his yes, argument was it. oh he was already blind oh for God's sake. see we're not here to attack Mark no but we're just allowed to say we might not be fans people love Mark he's some people he, love he's Mark. a likeable guy some people love Transformers uh, dark, not Four? Dark Side Four uh, what's that one called Transformers Revenge of the Fallen no surely Rise, not. Rise of the is it right? Dinosaurs? Mega, Megatron? <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> I think, I thought this would be right up your alley. It's the got Uncharted clues. movie. It's got fucking. Not enough clues. Like, if you point here. Fucking do me a clue cut of the trailer. Do me a clue cut of this movie. I, That's fine. There's going to be one clue. Trailer. And it's going to be put a fucking triangle in this hole and a square in this one and a circle in this one. That's going to be it's the only one mystery trailer. in this. Okay. No, this is shit. I think it's you're going to like this. It's the worst thing ever. I think I'm going to hate it so much. <laughs> You've turned into a YouTube comment section. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm just really unhappy with this. I thought you'd be at most generally fine. Also, there's this. a couple of line reads in this that are like, "Oh, do you want to do a second take on that?" Like they're just really <laughs> awkward. 
I've never seen you come down harder <laughs> on a movie than this. It should know better. It uh, like of all the it video- knows national treasure to exist. Ah, why look, is it trying to be it? Brush all of that unnecessary love for those movies aside, right? Yeah. What they did was that the company that published the game, the most cinem- one of the most cinematic story-driven games, has proceeded to make a movie that looks uninspired visually and story-wise. So I don't know what the fuck to do with that information. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's good to have discourse on a podcast. This is my favourite. I've never <laughs> seen you be angrier. I've never had strong emotions about anything, really. <laughs> no, you're normally always just mild. This is very mild. unique. I've gone from lukewarm to tepid, guys. It's a, it's a I wild think this ride. movie's going to be twice the movie of National Treasure, is well, what I would say. Well, that's a big claim, yeah. Connor. I mean, it's not that big. I think it looks pretty great. Um... I, I think this trailer, I mean, there's got it's got Tom Holland fall over played twice. Twice. So, I if, if for what I get from this trailer is he falls out once and then gets he somehow back clambers in. back, gets back in and then gets knocked back out again. Like how is that? That's ridiculous. That's that's and there's there's a, there's a joke where and also there's a joke at the end where a man speaks Scottish and quote unquote Nathan Drake can't understand him. But yeah. I'm just looking at Tom Holland being like, I know you're from England. Like, you're you're well able for this. <laughs> I love how you break the fourth wall only for this. <laughs> we didn't watch the Batman trailer and you were like, I don't think Robert Pattinson could take down all those guys in the hall. I know he couldn't. I know he couldn't. No, but that's not Robert Pattinson, though. That's Batman. This is just Tom right. Holland in a suit. Playing Nathan Drake. He's, is he he's Nathan Drake. I don't think he's Nathan Drake, Connor. Maybe in the course of the movie he it, becomes Nathan Drake. But I think it I think it looks very pretty. It's a very nice movie. Looks very nice. I'm sure it'll be fine. And uh, Tom Holland is a very charming young man before being viciously, viciously attacked here on the show. Um, We're gonna make a big one day and he'll come on the show and I'll chastise him about this movie. You, just this one movie but then you'll yeah. also have to follow it up with I love Spider-Man <laughs> I love you with Spider-Man that, that weird movie where you the, all the men's thoughts are fucking projected in front of them yeah that was great Tom but Uncharted <laughs> once again shit <laughs> fucking shit feel bad feel bad for that <laughs> so I thought that was going to break the duck of bad video games uh, to movies ratio no, um, I'm still hoping it will I, I'm not going to side with you I think it might be fine um, and we're going to finish off this week with I, this started off as a rumour and I will say I wasn't going to finish the week with this but what happened was I checked out a few different websites I checked out a few different sources and it was multiple sources had the same rumour. Interesting. So at what point does a rumour become, we've all kind of got the same thing, so kind of feels like it's corroborated somehow. Um, and that is that Marvel are currently hoping to set up a World War Hulk movie <sighs> leading on from the She-Hulk series, Sean. My so, God. What does this entail? What does this mean? I, we hear a lot of World War Hulk. What exactly is World War Hulk and why are, why are we interested in it? 
So to start off, there was an event called Planet Hulk, and that's where the Illuminati of Marvel, uh, which is Iron Man, uh, Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, Namor, um, Charles Xavier, and who's the, who's the, who's a six person? Reed Richards. No, sorry, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, got, I've gone, I've gone blank. Who could it be? Uh, oh, some some dickhead, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> it was Reed Richards. He's fantastic. Uh, they decided that the Hulk was too dangerous to keep on Earth, so they shipped him off to a planet called Sakaar, which showed up in Thor Ragnarok, and Hulk on was his own. Kind of based off World War Hulk, Ragnarok. Planet Hulk kind of thing, yeah, that he's the gladiator and he fights his way to the top. But in Planet Hulk, he leads a rebellion uh, with everyone, takes over, um, gets like... A married has a kid called Scar, uh, Scar son of Hulk. He's in Marvel Comics as well, and then decides to go back to Earth to get revenge. Because what happened was the original ship that sent him there exploded and killed his wife, and so right. Hulk is like, the Illuminati must have rigged that to explode and it's their fault that she's dead and so he goes back and he fucking destroys everyone he takes them all on one by one um, like he takes on he breaks Doctor he crushes Doctor Strange's hands so he can't do his magic he takes on all of the X-Men at once and you know Darwin his whole thing is that he adapts to survive <laughs> the guy who died first in, yeah, first, in class. first class. It's a fucking terrible scene. But Darwin, during that fight, like leaps in to try and help and his mutant power activates and he teleports away because that's the only way he could survive that. Oh, shit. So Holy he ta- fuck. He takes on all the X-Men. Um, he takes on everyone. He punches the ground so hard that he causes tectonic plates to shift in the earth and he's just getting madder and madder and madder so he's getting stronger and stronger and stronger uh, to the the point that they have to get Robert Reynolds, the sentry, in Um, because the sentry has a calming effect on people around him. So basically they're like if we can calm the Hulk down, he'll be less strong and then we can defeat him and get him to turn back into Banner. Um, he's been the Hulk for years at this point. Um, and so Hulk and Sentry duke it out until they both run out of energy. Uh, and then I think it's Hulk knocks out Sentry with one punch at that point, but then transforms back into Banner. Um, and that's basically the end of it. But, so my question after all that is sorry. what sets him off? I would say that it, it's got to be something to do with Jennifer Walters. She's like they're trying to forcibly remove the Hulk gene from her or something like that. Like it has to be as defense or in revenge of something. You know? So yeah, because it's going to be leading on from the She-Hulk series. Yes. So She-Hulk is going about her life. She's being She-Hulk, and he's in the Mark Ruffalo's in that series, and then whatever happens, it leads him to basically lose the fucking plot and decide, 
I'm going to go and just barrel through everyone because I'm so mad because he just gets so angry that he can't control it. Yeah, so it could be that, like, what if he learns something? Like, he learns that the accident, because this is the thing that came up in Original Sin, is that the accident that gave him his gamma powers was Tony Stark's fault. Oh, shit. Tony Stark. <laughs> Isn't like, that like the plot of Civil War? Like, they have Bucky yeah. find out. Or no, Tony finds out that Bucky does it, that sets him off. We could do this whole thing. So just loop it back around. So like maybe it's something from his past. Like, um, I don't know. Oh, what if? Oh, here we go. What if? You bring, Marvel's what if? You bring back Liv Tyler as Betty Ross. Okay. And have something happen to her at the hands of maybe not like a hero or I don't know. Oh, the X-Men? Maybe Reed the X-Men. Richards. Reed Richards. Noted bastard Reed Richards. Reed Richards. I think, right, that General Ross is going to have, like, a shot at the Hulk. And he's going to be able to take him out. But Betty Ross stands in front of the bullet. Oh, shit. So now he's against yes. the military, which would then cause the Avengers... Everyone to come in. Yeah, everyone comes in and is like, no, like we can't stop the Hulk on our own. We need everyone. Fuck. And so, do you think... I mean, this movie is unique because is it technically a single Hulk movie? And by that I mean, that means Universal have the rights to it. So I don't think they'll do uh, just a Universal Incredible Hulk film. So if they throw everybody in... And make Hulk one of the characters rather than the main character. It's not a Hulk movie. It's a gathering of everyone. Yeah. Um, you could just call it like... bypass a, that. You could. Like, you could call it Avengers versus Hulk for all the world. You know, like, it doesn't have to be called... I don't know what the extent of the universal deal is, whether Hulk can be used in a title or anything like that for a movie. I, I actually, I'm not quite sure myself. As long as, as far as I know, they have the rights to an individual film. So, like... They they produced the Invi- Incredible Hulk and um, distributed 2003's or Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah. So Marvel don't have the full rights to that, I think. Now that might have changed because Spider-Man, of course, was kind of changed up as well. They might have bought back the rights in the revealing years, but that was the original deal, as far as I know. Yeah, it's it's and look, it could, it could change in the next year or so. It just means it's a project they might be working on. Um. Which, when you have more Hulk characters in there, always good. Do you think? Um, do you think people want to see this movie where Hulk barrels through people? Because people like the Hulk, and he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't come across that well if he's going around killing people, all of that's, our heroes. That's true, but also he's you, he's been too friendly for too long. I think uh, you need to get the the dangerous side of him back in. Um, Kind of like in The Incredible Hulk. Like he's f- Fair enough, he stopped Abomination. Uh, who's also showing up in She-Hulk, by the way. Uh, stopped Abomination, but he destroyed like half of Harlem in the process. Like He needs to be like a dog on a leash kind of a thing. Um, he, there was, in like 2010, Guillermo del Toro was meant to do a Hulk TV series. But it was going to be like a horror TV series. Of like, you know, 
Bruce Banner changes into this creature and causes havoc. So if they lean like into that side of the Hulk, which was a recent comic run called the Mortal Hulk, he was just treated as a monster. And it's one of the most successful Hulk runs they've ever had. I mean, it's it's Jekyll and Hyde. It's Jekyll and Hyde. Version. Exactly. Um, um, and, and I think actually something that Avengers, the first one, does really well is that first time he turns yeah. in the stairwell. And that, like, you have Scarlett Johansson and our Black Widow, and she's like, calm down, it's fine. And the, the ship gets exploded, and, like, he falls, and, like, Hulk recognizes you're in danger, and, like, wants to come out. And she's, yeah. like, trying to calm him down. I just remember watching that going, like, and it is kind of a. It's PG 13, so it's not a horror element, but there is, like, tension, like, don't turn, don't turn, don't. Oh, fuck, he's turned. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. It's one of the reasons I really like The Incredible Hulk, is that bit in the factory at the start. Because um, he turns, but you just see movement in the shadows and people getting thrown left and right and ripped apart. Like, he's genuinely scary. Yeah. And look, I think it might be pretty cool. Um, it's a very, I mean, it's a fucking out there idea to even try mm. Planet or World it's War Hulk. Like, that is an all encompassing worldwide thing. That's not just a movie that you throw together. You got to get a lot of actors involved if you're going to pull this off. Yeah, no, you need you need a team. Ideally, you need the X-Men. Like <laughs> They just introduced them and then they just butchered them. Just butchered, <laughs> butchered all them to of death. them. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Or they just get very badly hurt, all of them. All of them. All of them maimed. The, Charles Xavier starts the fight, no wheelchair. Starts the fight, thinks he's sad. <laughs> Is that how it happens in the MCU? That's how the it Hulk happens in the MCU. <laughs> the Hulk just maims the man. My um, God. So, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. Lot, what a week. A lot a lot of meaty topics this week, Connor. Yeah, just having having the chats about movies, Sean. It's fun. It's fun. We like to do it every mm. week here. Uh, so, will I take us out, Connor? Yeah, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. Big shout-outs go to the new unofficial Wizard of Christchurch, Aotearoa, New Zealand, Waffles, The Magic. Uh, I was in Christchurch the other day, actually. Uh, Were you? Yeah, in Dublin. Uh, thanks also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin Shrodoshin Halley, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Heroes Don't Do That Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna, Team Irish Walrus Helmroos, Lil Dicky, one of the braver counsellors, after a day of being creeped out, ask the boys their names. McGrew, I feel we're coming to the climax of this story. Uh, oh my god. Thanks also to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, and Sammy DeLucia. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks for all of the support that you give to the show. Um, you really help us out every month. So if you want to join those fine people, head on over to the Patreon. Other ways to support the show, we have a merch store link below. You can get t-shirts and hoodies coming into winter uh, in the Northern Hemisphere. So you might want to get some hoodies. Southern Hemisphere, uh, I'm pretty sure there's t-shirts as well. So fucking go for it, lads. There's one or two. One or two, just one or two t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, we're also on Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilman's Discussion Group, or Heroes for Hire Podcast, whichever one you prefer. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast, or you can email us, Heroes for Hire underscore, at Outlook.com. But, I think that's about it, Connor. And the best way that anyone can help out the show is what? <laughs> 
uh, Patreon, um, yeah. Twitter followers. Oh, without any um, of that, Connor. Forget all of that. Yeah. Go on. What you can just uh, tell? How many human being? <laughs> many human being. Uh, one human being. That we exist. Yes. <laughs> and I yes. think that's about it, Connor. I think so. <laughs> Oh, my brain turned to yogurt at the end there. I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Bean. And we shall see you now next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Ando. And I'm Fer. And we host Niñas Bien Podcast. We want to invite you to listen to our show. Niñas Bien means good girls in Spanish. But you have to know that this is not a podcast for good girls. Or for girls at all. It is a comedy podcast. So everyone is welcome to listen. We talk about sex, relationships, technology. We recommend movies and TV shows and discuss pop culture in general. And there is Chisme Ajeno too. A section we have just to gossip about everyone. So you'll find something you like here. And you'll practice your Spanish. The cleanest Spanish you'll find, we promise. And if you already hablas español, vamos a hacer tus nuevas amigas. We'll be your friends for the non-Spanish speakers. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Hosted by Acast and available to all audio platforms. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.